guess she's on a roll because she never made it. But I'm always Hello, and a very warm welcome to episode number eight of Confessions of a Twenty Something Father podcast. Uh, this is an independent uh, parenting podcast that obviously won't tell you how to raise your kids. It's more of a, the trials and tribulations and light-hearted tales uh, of being a parent. It mainly follows my story of being a first-time father at the tender age of 22. Um, we'll also share stories from friends, family and listeners. I cover many topics and tackle some issues and talk about some issues that are facing us all as parents um, in this age, in these uncertain times. Um, but mainly I just talk a load of rubbish and we have a bit of a laugh at my expense um, in the most of it. Um, I obviously just want to let you know as well, I'm still very blown away um, at how the podcast is growing each week. I generally expected over, after the first episode, to have one or two listeners to do one or two episodes and that was that. Um, we're on obviously episode eight now and I'm nearing a thousand listeners, um, which is obviously willing me on to keep this going. Um, and I know I'm sure most podcasts end up with a thousand listeners per episode, but obviously they probably know a bit more what they're doing. This was just on a whim I started this and it, I got lucky, I suppose, with, with people did want to listen to it. Um, and I know a lot of the, they obviously know what they're doing. They probably have money to promote their own podcasts um, and various other things. So, yeah, I'm on the more slow and steady road. We'll get there slowly. Um, but thanks to the people that do listen, it means they're the absolute world to me. Um, so if this is your first time listening, a very, very warm welcome to you and a very warm, warm welcome back to my regular listeners as well. Um, I hope I haven't just bored you to death explaining what the podcast is about. I, I realise in some of these episodes I don't really explain and people probably like turn off after five minutes because like, what, what's this guy about? He's just talking about himself and you don't listen to it and get into it. So I thought I'd explain a little bit more about Right, so this is enough of that. Um, let's get into what episode eight is going to be about. Um, this, this episode is titled uh, Six Months. Because um, my baby Connie Lim, um, my little girl, was six months old last weekend, uh, last Saturday, not Sunday like I thought it was going to be. Um, so I thought I'd share the highs and lows of my first six months as a 20-something uh, father. I hope you enjoy. So, um, starting off this episode, um, or the topic on this episode, isn't actually about uh, my baby or me being a father. Um, it's actually about me as a baby Um when I decided, uh, my mum was changing me in uh, Debenham as a whole. I was born in Bridlington in Yorkshire, so I was a Yorkshireman for the first uh, few months of my life. Uh, jo hates me saying that because she's just like, it's ridiculous, she lived out there for six months. Um, but I will detest it to the day I die. I am a Yorkshireman. Uh, I was born in Bridlington, it's on my passport, so... And if you go, when we had to go register Connie's birth, I was... Um, it got Bridlington East Riding of Yorkshire as, as the place the father was born, so... There we go, let's have it, it's on official records. Um, anyway, so my mum was changing me in Bridlington in Hull, in um, Debenhams. Bridlington in Hull? In Debenhams in Hull, for God's sake. In Debenhams in, in Hull. And she le- lifted my leg up, she got the nappy off, lifted my leg up, and apparently I just shot out all the poo, all up the wall, went absolutely everywhere. I redecorated the Debenhams and Hole uh, bathroom baby changing facility. My mum was just shocked and amazed. I think bit got on her. Um, so yeah, that was a story my mum told me uh, before I had a baby, and I was absolutely excited, as you can imagine. Um, I'll come on to more about nappy changing um, in a bit, but that was that was a story that was told to me when when we found out we were pregnant, and I was absolutely bricking something like that's going to happen to me because I hate poo. 
sick. Oh, just put anything like that. Bodily fluids ain't my thing. Um, so, <laughs> so I absolutely hated that. Um, so the first thing that came up when I was having a baby as well, was before I actually had the baby, and everyone... Oh, crikey, I've just knocked the mic stand. Um, it was everyone going... You're too young to have a baby. Oh, aren't you young? Aren't you young? And it still happens now. Um, maybe in some ways, yes, as I've said before, in others, not so much. But it was the right time for me, so I don't care. <laughs> would be the answer to that. But you do get a lot of... There is a lot of stigma having babies young nowadays. And back in some days, there were, I know there were times where it was acceptable to have babies young. And a lot more people did it. But nowadays, I think a lot more, more my friends that are my age and a bit older having babies now. So it was the right time for us. And I see people now that are younger than me having babies. And I'm like, well, if you said I'm too young, you'd have an absolute fit at these guys. Um... So I don't think I'm, I'm too young, I'm mature for my age, that typical cliche, um, and I think, I think it was the right time for me and Joe, and I have got a bit of an older partner, and, and the old ticking ticking uh, body clocking women and all that, <laughs> you don't want to be doing it too late, and we wanted a baby together, so and we'll, we'll probably have another one at some point, um, have to be in the next couple of years, because she is over, nearly over 30 now, so, or oh, she's going to kill me if she ever listens to this, she hasn't listened to the last few, I'm really disappointed, um, she needs to boost my listener numbers, right, um, so, <laughs> I'm generally doing this without any help from the person that's supposed to swamp me the most, um, she does, she does, she is gold, does die on for me, and, but she can get on Alexa now, so that'll help her listen, um, <laughs> so another thing is like old people are like so amazed that you can have babies out of wedlock now and it's like yeah yeah Jean we aren't living in uh, King Henry VIII's times anymore um, I'm not going to behead her or anything um, we're, we're out the world wars we, we're, in, we're in current times and people don't have to get married to have babies you know um, I can understand it from religious religious points of views and stuff like that and if, if it is the right thing for you to get married before you have children um, but weddings are expensive and oh, okay, oh, it just changes a lot of things go into it and I think a baby's a more of commitment anyway as I've said before um, it's generally one of the biggest commitment you can make to someone because you're always going to be tied to that person for the rest of your life in one way or another because that child is always going to be a part of your life so yeah I think a baby's big commitment wedding weddings weddings are easier from legal point of views and stuff and if he's rich or she's rich get in there quick marry them don't sign a prenup <laughs> oh god it's bad when you're laughing at your own jokes um so when when we first had Connie, uh, I'm don't worry, I'm not going to go into the whole giving birth uh, thing again because that was just disgusting. And I, uh, if you do listen to the first episode, actually, I wouldn't listen to the first episode. It was so crude. Um, I thought it was a story that needed to be told, so I told it. <laughs> um, but the first thing that happened after the, the issue after immediately after giving birth and for a little well, it was for me for a little while an issue um, was bonding. Now. It goes on to the thing, every man typically wants, has expectations of having a boy uh, as their first child. Um, and I never wanted to find out for that reason. I just wanted it to be pure love when they were first born. And we let you into a little secret. We sort of knew it was a girl. There was an 80, 20% chance um, that it was a girl rather than a boy because they couldn't find any obvious boy parts. Um, a little bit of me was like, oh, it's not a boy. As horrible as it sounds, a little bit gutted. Um, but I was so that's why I didn't want to find out until until she's born. Um, and for the first couple of days, week or two, it was a little bit of a uh, likely to be having a go. I, I had times to come to terms with it as well. That was a, a thing, and you know, 
okay, maybe I did lose a little bit of interest in the pregnancy, um, and I would have liked the excitement of not not knowing what we're having. But then we had a few curveballs thrown at us as well with the signs Joe was showing, old wives' tales, all oh, the bump looks like football. It could be a boy, um, all certain movements, all certain things that say, oh yeah, it could be a boy. We looked like a big big baby. He's like, oh. Yeah, could definitely be a boy, active, her pregnancy felt different compared to her first child and that was a girl, so I got interested again, I got really excited towards the end because I was like, yeah, we don't actually know what we're having, I've had all these curveballs, so there's a real, and they did say that just because they couldn't say any boy parts doesn't mean there is, they don't. They normally get it wrong if it's, uh, they can, there's a chance they can get it wrong where they, where they tell you these things if it's a girl. Um, so that was, <laughs> that was, that was a... Really, so yeah, that was a, that was an interesting thing to to go through. But when she was born, um, instant love, and I was like buzzing that it was a girl. Well, I wasn't buzzing that it was a girl to start off with. I was like, yeah, it's a girl. She's beautiful. She's mine. Um, there was that instant love there, and it didn't that all that preconception just went out the window because I'm like, yeah, I've got I've got the baby. I've got a baby, and all that thoughts and pre thoughts afters went away, which I thought it would do, and I'm yeah, really glad it did. Um, but when when a baby's first born, uh, a mother gets uh, you get involved. Fathers get involved with birth and stuff, and I helped pretty much help deliver it with the midwives. Um, I'm not gonna say I'm qualified to do it or anything now, but I'd know what to do if someone did give birth in front of me, which is an interesting story, um, actually. Because when 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 Joe was still pregnant, um, fairly early on, I, I, when I was I was working on the railway, working on the trains, some woman went into labour on our train, and I was like, and Edit was like, do you know what to do? And everyone's like, oh, you're having a baby, you know what to do? No, I don't, haven't had it yet. Um, but I say what it's a useful life skill knowing what to do um, if if someone went into labour um, on your bit that wouldn't go to labour on a train was freaky as hell um, <laughs> she was it was mental I was just like didn't know what to do and bless her I felt, felt, felt for her but yeah it's always a good life skill now I, I know what to do if someone gives birth um, and you can't get into a hospital um, don't work on the railway anymore but <laughs> in any situation if I was on a train where that happened I'd be, I'd be happy to go down and help Um so yeah, but during the birth, you get given a bit of responsibility. You get help. You help the midwives out because sometimes there's only one in the room for quite a while, and they talk to you and they get you quite involved and get you to lay out clothes and nappies and stuff. But when the baby's actually born, straight to mum, obviously, naturally, it's the natural thing. But in the hospital, I didn't get any time to do skin to skin. The initial bonding, I didn't. I didn't hold. I held her for the first couple of minutes of her life, and then it was straight to mum. No, I didn't actually even hold her. I didn't hold her for quite a long time. I cut the cord and stuff, and I think it was about an hour. I didn't hold her for about an hour. I didn't get a chance to. Um, and fair enough, they got to go to their mum and stuff. But it was like then I had to, then just lumped me on her getting dressed, and they moved us about, and they never really said, "Oh, you need to do this to bond with." It. They never actually told me in hospital what I really needed to do to bond with the baby. They might have done in that sleep I fell in, I fell asleep, that, that um, talk I fell asleep in. <laughs> You can tell I'm tired, I mixed up the words. Um <laughs> fucking lost my notes. Um so yeah, bonding. Um so I was, I was bonding I found it difficult to bond with the baby after that and there was weeks ago by uh, the the initial rush of it all, people are coming round all day, every day. Um, and it's quite a mad time. You don't get really time to think. But the first time I really thought to think, I just look at her and I'm just like, uh, I, I, I love you, do I? Uh, I do I want to am I happy am I I didn't know what to feel and okay maybe it was a little bit of a of a depression I just felt I was struggling to bond with it and I, I went through a few things I was telling Joe I was honest about it and I was like I'm really struggling to bond with the baby um and it was one of those things I was trying my best really trying just nothing seemed to work and it went on for, for the first month or so of my life um where I felt like I was struggling to bond and stuff and I was here all the time as well 
because um, I took a period off off work. Um, so I was here for actually the the first three months, August, September, October. Yeah, first about three months of my life, and uh, just under that. So spent a lot of time, but it took about a month to bond with her. And then one day she just grabbed my finger, looked at me, smiled. She did follow it up with a with a poo, um, so maybe she wasn't genuinely smiling. Um, but yeah, then then I found out, and then we just bonded from ever since. And now I wouldn't change her for anything. I'm really glad I got a little girl. Um, and, and that bond that it took a month to bond. So it doesn't always. Just my advice to you, it doesn't always happen quickly. Um, it isn't always an instant thing. You feel love for them instantly. That's something I did. I, I I loved her, and I know I loved her, but I just didn't have that bond and felt we were close and felt that she liked me, and that was a worry as well. Um, I went through the pregnancy asking Joe, what if, what if the baby doesn't like you, what if he doesn't think you're a cool guy? And that's just what goes through my head, that's just where I am. Um, and and it, that, that worry became a reality for me, maybe because I was worrying like that, that worry became a bit of reality for me um, in, in that first month. But it's something that we we overcame uh, to get, we overcame. Um, and now I'm inseparable from her, she loves me and I know that. And the way she looks at me, I wouldn't, wouldn't change it uh, for the world. So yeah, that so bonding doesn't always come as easily um, as you think it does, and it does take a little while, and that's why they do call it bonding. Um, but one word if you're a midwife or something, one word thing, just get dad more involved when it's first born. I know you're busy, I know you're that, but it could make the huge world of difference. And I know people that really go off it and leave their partners in the first month and, and don't really go and see their children ever again because they felt they never bonded. And I'm lucky in the position that was never going to happen with me and Joe, and you've got to persevere for it. And it is hard, and if you do need to talk to someone, be open and honest with your partner about it, they'll understand. And if they don't, they really need to. And you, you, Equally, if your partner's going through that as a, as a mother or a father, it's a difficult thing, and it, it's a difficult thing to deal with, and I can understand keeping it bottled up, but I'm glad I didn't, um, because it, it really made the world of difference. We, we really tried everything, I got more skin to skin with her, I had baths with her, um, and, and really did a lot to try and improve that for me. So yeah, that's why um, bonding bonding is important, but that's why you got to let yourself uh, take a little bit of time time with it because it doesn't come naturally. Um, it does take a little bit of time sometimes. Sometimes it won't, but just talk about it. Um, that's the best way. Should I tell you what's just happened? I paused it for a second to try and see if I could get my notes back up on my phone, but Joe's taking the charger upstairs, and I've genuinely been talking for about five, ten minutes about a subject, and really good, really good first take on it going really well on it and I forgot to press record back again <laughs> um, so I've completely lost my train of thought and really messed this one up now um, so my next topic is going to be nappies <laughs> um, so I went around <laughs> I'm just repeating myself to myself and no one else is ever going to have heard it um, so Nappies, as you recall earlier, are one of my favourite subjects because I hate human bodily fluids. So that's a delightful thing you want to have when having a baby. Um, but with nappies, first of all, I didn't really have a clue how to change a nappy. I was a complete novice going into all the, all these things, being a parent. Um, so when Joe's been induced, and as we recall, it's quite a long process. Uh, after the first day, I nipped off to my friend Stefan Anna's who live about a 10 minute drive from the hospital. Um, because they, uh, I needed a shower. I'm a clean freak. I have to have a shower every day. I can't not do it. Um, so I needed a shower, clean, fresh set of clothes, and they made me lunch. And um, they've got a little boy called Alfie. Um, and Hannah was like, "You're right. You need to learn how to change a nappy, kids." I was like, "Oh God!" <laughs> I was like, "The bit I've been putting off." So I, so I changed the nappy. Um, it went horrifically wrong. I'd, I'd done it up the wrong way round. Forgot to put nappy cream on. Done it up all funny. And I was like. I'm going to be dad in a few hours as well. By the end of this week, and at that point, I was like, and I can't even change a nappy. And Hannah, Hannah's going to have 
said he was turned around, shirt around. Luckily for me, newborn nappies have a picture or something on the front of the tail, which way round it's still going to do. We actually have to still buy those nappies just for my benefit, so I know which way round it's going. Um, and another thing that I, I struggled with and I hate is, is um, poppers. Changes on baby growths are just so complicated. <laughs> I struggle to do my own shirts on, but sometimes I'm not the most coordinated in the world. Um, but they just pop out and they don't go where you think they should go. Um, and, and the first time you, you change your baby and put clothes on, because obviously they're born naked, it'd be helpful if they came out of a baby grow on. Um, but such as the human anatomy, sadly they don't. Um, and they're crumpled up, and they should, Connie was crumpled up for about first three, four weeks of her life. Um, so she wasn't, so she just in the fetal position and trying to change a baby and put a baby girl on poppers when you're really bad at them anyway um, isn't the most uh, fun experience in the world. Um, and I'm still struggling now sometimes because some of the baby girls you get, they're each, they're all different as well. They don't all just have a universal baby girl. They do it where same as do that. You get a different mate. They do it up in a completely different way to others. And there's ones that just go down the side. Oh, just make ones all the same. Just make them all the same. Don't have different ones. Don't have different, have different designs on them. Yeah, but just make them all the same because it's easier for us uncoordinated <laughs> dad people that, that hate poppers. Um, I know mums have struggled with it as well. So it's not just a dad thing. Um, so yeah, I hate human bodily fluid, like poo, or I can deal with wee, wee's not too bad, poo, like struggle with dog's poo, like our dog Olive's poo, I've struggled with that, it makes me heave, makes me get, um, that first nappy isn't, if I knew that wouldn't be the worst nappy I'd changed, I would have embraced it, um, well and truly, but it's like tarmac, it just shouldn't come out of a human, and it's so difficult to wipe off, I changed that first nappy with Joe, and I was just like there wiping it, it just wouldn't come off, it's so sticky, it generally is like tarmac, it's stuck to them, and you you got to be, oh, they're so delicate, you got to be so careful, you got to, as soon as I made them, they weren't really, I was like, glass, I was chucking it with one hand and all that, and that's how I hurt my shoulder, really, <laughs> oh, I don't actually know how I did it, I, I don't always, I don't chuck it with one hand either, please, please don't tell anyone that, <laughs> and don't take that seriously, so, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, the first nappy definitely isn't the worst one you're going to change, and, and the first few days, they aren't too bad, they're just milky, they're runny, um, uh, it was, I got over that one pretty quickly, I managed to change loads of poo nappies, um, it's as they get bigger and the they get the poos get bigger and they change start changing colour and you get so excited when they're going oh it's this colour now the only time in your life you really get excited about poo especially when it changes colour normally if mine changes colour I think oh crap what have I eaten or am I going to die um, or am I ill um, <laughs> so that's a <laughs> that's a yeah that's um, interesting when they start eating solids. And I did one the other day, and it genuinely made me heave. It was a proper little logger in the... Oh, eh. I talked about it in the last episode. I'm not going to go over it again because it scarred me. And they're getting worse with the, they're eating the solids. And I, you know what? I'll take the, the baby korma poo back that I thought was bad with, with milk that I finally got over. And I've got to get a new thing to get over. That's the thing the babies are so fast changing um, all the time. So yeah, that's my, that's my issues with nappies and like human bodily fluid. Um, <laughs> some good stories with, with nappies and sick and stuff with Connie, and it's typically me. Um, well, actually, Connie the other day, like father, like daughter, sort of thing. Um, my mum was changing her. She, she was with my mum um, on an afternoon when I was at work and Joe was doing a keeping back in touch day, and. She changed her, got the nappy off, taking the other one away, about to change the other one, and she poos all up my mum's arm, up her sleeve, 
lovely. <laughs> Absolutely lovely for my mum. And she was like, she had a flashback to when I was just under six months old and I did exactly the same to Debenham's wall in, in Hull. Um, so <laughs> it is definitely a case of look like father, like daughter. And another story of when we were around my mum's as well. Um, and I was changing her um, on my mum's sofa. And was it around Christmas time? No, but yeah, it, was, it must have been around Christmas time. Um, I say Easter, but we didn't have a baby last Easter. Um, uh, and and Connie and us, she's led on the sofa. I think it might be Boxing Day or something like that. Yeah, it might be Boxing Day. Or like we were about to leave. I changed in the last nappy before we before we left. We around there for dinner one night or whatever. Um, I was going to put it on the table to do it. They're like, no, I can't put it on the table. So like, fine, easy to wipe off member tables. Um, put it on the sofa. Got one nappy away. Turned around because I'd forgotten the other nappy was behind me. Turned around and she's pooing on the sofa straight onto it. And it looked like corn all over her sofa. <laughs> My mum's not long got a new sofa. Um, she was fine with it because she, she's a granddaughter and she can do no wrong in her eyes. But the embarrassment for me and just the typical, oh, why wasn't I quicker? I'm glad I wasn't in some ways. Why didn't I leave that other one there? Always leave the other one there. Because the amount of times I've been caught out of it, she's peed on her mat and it's gone all up. And I have to, I have to give her and it's always me. Um, <laughs> one of the first nappies I actually changed of Connie's. Um, I changed it. And I was wiping it, and I was just like, she'd weed, she hadn't pooed. I was like, she was like, pooing. I was like, oh, it must have just been stuck to her bum. I was just going and wiping. It's like, it's coming up dirtier every time. And I've just realised she's pooing, it's going all everywhere, it's gone all over me, and I'm just wiping the bum. And I was like, oh, for God's sake. <laughs> it was there for about a couple of minutes, and I realised. And it just went everywhere. And I was just like, and then I just shouted, Joe, 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 Joe. Um, she's pooing, and it just won't stop on a don't know what to do, it was just a patch of panic and uh, it was an absolute nightmare. Um, so yeah, I and <laughs> Connie's got a thing at the minute. She's only really ever sick with me. Um, I don't know if it's because I bounce her or something, but even though I just I can pick her up from Joe and in seconds she'll be sick down me. The amount of top she's been sick down, and I think I've talked about it before, but it's just ridiculous. It's always me and whenever she poos, it's always me and I just, I just must attract it and... I suppose it's some sort of revenge when I was a naughty, naughty when I was younger, um, and all the all the crap I put my mum through, and, and the stuff that I well, clearly I I peed and pooed for my mum. So yeah, it's clearly revenge. Someone's getting Connie's getting the revenge. They expect me to get a revenge on that sort of stuff, and she was sick of me over there. It's just wheat of It's like oh, mushy wheat of it. I hate mushy wheat of When I eat it, I eat it quite dry. Um, so it's like mushy wheat of It's all over me. It's vile absolutely disgusting um so yeah that was <laughs> that was interesting um i've got no oh, i've got another story actually i thought of and no one's i but so my mum i think it was my uncle jamie or my uncle darren whichever one of these it was um mum was babysitting her when she's younger because they're her little brothers um and she's a bit older than them and one of them they were led on the table in, in my oh, granddad's old house in one of my granddad's old house and she changed an nappy and his pee shot up and went straight into his mouth. I'm pretty sure it was Jamie. Um, it's quite impressive, apparently. It's a fair play. But, yeah, that was quite a disgusting thing. And I'm glad I haven't got a boy for that way. Because, obviously, I heard, like, you <laughs> boys, like... Well, there's also got willies. It's like torpedoes. It goes everywhere. So, I, I may be glad. Um, yeah, maybe glad. <laughs> in, in some respects, in some ways. But... Sick doesn't phase me at the minute. The Weetabix thing's going to be something they can get used to, and now it's solid food. The whole milk thing, that didn't bother me. It was just poo. I just got a thing against poo, and that's the main bodily fluid I hate. Hate tears, obviously, because all dads hate tears. Oh, <laughs> we're going to have a little sweet and sentimented. 
um, moment. Also, a disclaimer in this episode, I am really sorry if the mic technique's really bad. I'm still getting used to it, and I'm not really going to know until I listen it back. This is why the, the, some of the first parts were a little bit broken up, maybe, um, as you can probably tell, because I was trying to listen to the mic back, and it was, I was doing all right, and this is the longest period I've gone for talking, and it, it might sound shit, and I might be going really far away from it, right, be going too close to it, might be knocking the mic stand, but it's got to be better than recording it off an iPhone, right? Um, we'll get there eventually. This is all trial and error, this podcast, and the name of the first episode, if you haven't listened to it, go back and give it a listen, Whoop. Uh, and you'll see the difference in sound quality. It already sounds a lot better, this one, compared to others. Um, so, yeah, that's that's uh, nappy. So that's, that's uh, part of the first... Uh, six months and <laughs> the worst, the, one of my worst parts um, of it. Uh, another thing that's, uh, six months is obviously a milestone. Um, and to start off with, the milestone, I, I think another part, the, the bonding thing, babies are really boring. They don't do a lot. And it's like you sort of maybe get over a little bit. And it's just like, the first month or two, three months, they don't they don't really do a lot. They don't start on their heads up. They do, they do change week on week and day by day and within three months they have changed so much and the, the, the way they look so changed because if they come out they look so swollen and stuff the way they look so changed and they are starting nearly to laugh and they still smile when they're just passing wind but although she, they start to smile a lot earlier she started to smile um quite early on within a month or so so obviously yeah um the next thing that comes is she started teeth and when it goes in stages at the minute. I thought they just teeth. Oh, first little bit of teeth and first little bit of pain. Ah, tooth pops up. No, it drags itself out. We've still not got the first tooth yet. We're getting so close. And um, they start teething really early on, about three months, and and now going on to apparently six months. But apparently, once the first ones come through, and the next ones come through, it's just it's the worst period. I think. Um, I'm not looking forward to the rest of teething, um, especially when they start properly cutting through. They're really close now. Um, but milestones for the first few months they have like smiling they have like individual milestones um, but it's only sort of recently where she's now starting to sit up a little bit she started rolling over uh, the other week uh, she did it she did it in like December and then never did it again she did it like three four five times and she's doing it every day for a while and she stopped she's a lazy baby very lazy baby um, so she stopped doing it after <laughs> after a little while hold on uh, the laptop is still recording, good. Um, uh, the first time I've done a trade to the laptop as well, it goes to sleep every couple of minutes. I really need to uh, change that up soon because that's going to get annoying um, if I have to keep worrying about that. Because um, I close my eyes when I'm doing it because I'm proper radio into this year. Um, so, yeah, the master says she did it and she didn't do it again. And then a couple of weeks ago, she started doing it and she, now she's doing it properly and you can't leave her anyway. That's, that's the biggest nightmare. You can't leave her on the sofa like you used to. You can't leave her on the floor. You come back and you find she's eating carpet. Um, dog hairs at the minute we got a dog we got a, we hoover every day as it is and dog hairs get everywhere Connie will no matter where she rolls over she rolled over on tile floor and she'll still find a dog hair she could roll over in a dog free house I think and she'd find a bloody dog hair um, and have it stuck to her head and it with a chocolate brown dog it doesn't particularly look good if you take her out with that on it not because it's a dog hair <laughs> it just doesn't look good alright um, so yeah that was the <laughs> that's our first sort of six months of the life <laughs> so that's the first milestone you sort of really go through since for a while and now she's starting to sit up a little bit and she's getting there with sitting up and she's eating solid stuff now some milestones 
and they're really bored to start off with, and they're all coming thick and fast now, and you're like, oh, shh, don't grow up, don't grow up, you're growing up too quick, no, I don't want you to sit up, I don't want you to roll over, it's all growing up, you should be crawling soon, so, yeah, stick with it. <laughs> but I just found out that really interesting, like, they go through a load of milestones, and they just don't do anything, and they still do things, and they're really fun, and I love every day I spend with her, but it's just, like, mad how, like, you come up with a milestone, just cut, start coming out of nowhere, and they come thick and fast, um, so, yeah... <laughs> I'm really just chatting shit. <laughs> I really do just chat shit on this podcast. Um, I suppose doing it at 10 to 11 on a Monday night when you're uh, on some really strong painkillers because your shoulder's not a really good idea. Because I probably, this could be the one of the worst episodes or one of the best episodes, but fuck it, I ain't going to be re recording it. I'll tell you that. Um, I'm not editing it tonight, so <laughs> a lot could get edited in it. In it but uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh god, these painkillers are really starting to kick in now, aren't they? Oh uh, god, right, stick with it, Karen. Come on. I tried to record this yesterday. Actually, and I was too hungover. Um, and my shoulders in too much pain. I was too hungover, and I just kept falling asleep during it. So this is this is a better me. I'm at least more alive, more in form, uh, and all that. So weight gain. I remember I wrote something down about weight gain and it's the only time in your life where mainly for a girl that she's going to be wanting to gain weight and that you're going to be really happy with it and not moaning whenever she says oh put on a pound because at the minute Joe's on Slimming World and every time I hear that she's put on weight it cringes because I'm like oh no that means I'm getting salad for dinner every night as well because she's only cooking one meal and she's on Slimming World so I've got to have salad it helps it's doing me no harm because I'm a fat bastard um, and it, it does me absolutely uh, no harm going on going on the slim world and I really enjoy it and I do want to lose some weight um, but they, it gets a bit extreme when, when Joe when Joe's put a few pounds on um, I like the way we, we, she's lost some because she isn't as bothered and she just forgets about it and goes on a binge um, no she doesn't she's really good with it but yeah, when when babies gain weight, you you'd never be realise how proud you are when they go up each weight. So it's like, oh, they're half a stone now, and like, oh, they're a stone, like which is a stone, and you get really excited over your baby putting some weight on, uh, and it's, it's a good sign. It's obviously good that they're healthy, and it's like, oh, it is the one time life I'm going to be on my door. Ah, oh, you little chunk, oh chubby cheeks, oh chubby cheeks. Say that to Joe's eleven year old now. You can't say that. To, you can't say that to people like that. She hasn't got she's like she's she's quite skinny and stuff, but. Um, if, if I say that to Joe stuff and I'll get slaughtered so I've learned I don't need to say it when she's older but at the minute it's quite fun and she's a baby and it's like oh I've got a proper chunky fight and get really proud when they put weight on because it shows they're eating it shows they're taking the food and it shows that they're healthy um, and I, I wish it showed that me was healthy I wish being bigger was better, <laughs> better. I've, lost, I've lost some weight actually but not one to blow my own trumpet or anything I, I have uh, yeah, I have lost a little bit of weight so you know uh, probably not enough um, I'm probably still chronically in the wrong direction of it but that's something I'm going to improve I'm going to challenge myself and that's what I'm going to do this year I've got a gym membership um, that just sits collecting dust at the minute and probably done more things other things than a bit opposite to going to <laughs> to a gym um, is there though anything more precious than a baby's laughter when Connie first started laughing laughing it's like the best thing and now it's just like finding new ways to make a laugh and I added the other day and I was just tickling tickling the inside of her neck and she's pissing herself um and there's a video as well and I'll get it off I'll get it I'll put it on the um, confessions Instagram Facebook and Twitter 
um, because I was running in and out of the room. I did it like Saturday ago when Joe was away. I was just running out of the room like a stupid idiot, jumping, doing a different face in front of Connie, and she's absolutely wetting herself. She loved it and laughed it. She's looking for me in the room. She'd come back and she's loving it. And Joe recorded one the other day when I did it again because she still just loved it and absolutely um, was beside herself with it. So, um, that yeah, so <laughs> that that's nothing's more precious than that laugh, and it's my favourite thing to hear every day other than busted songs. No, even more so than busted songs um so yeah i'm absolutely amazed um and i I love i love hearing a little laugh it's the best thing and so overall then um, to sum up let's sum up my first six months as a father it's been a roller coaster there's been some ups and downs um it's a real test of your relationship and me and joe are so much stronger for coming through the other side of babies you've got to set yourself time for yourself and for your, your partner to uh, for both of you to have time away from doing things um, and then both to have date night as well at least once a month we're getting better at that and it is we had one the other, other night and it was brilliant um, don't worry baby number two is not on his way <laughs> um, you got to set aside t- time for yourself because otherwise it's just too much of a strain and I, I was a bit mad because I was like oh, I want to go out and that, that weird off after a few months because I think I've been cooped up for a, a, quite a long time with Joe being pregnant and you got to be your own watch Um and now the other day I, I turned down the opportunity to go to a football match to look after Connie and I've turned down a few I don't go to football as much I'd rather spend a Saturday with Connie or a Sunday with Connie and I don't want to be hung over on that Sunday if I'm spending it with Connie so I'll maybe have one or two drinks but I won't go out and get bladded every weekend it'll be once in a while um, so it has changed my life and it's improved it probably because I'm not drinking as much I'm not doing other things um, I have no extra money babies are expensive such as life um, but I'm in a good place in my life now. I do have ups and downs. I, I suffer from anxiety and depression and stuff. And that's been a struggle for it. But we've got through it. And I have a lot more to live for now. Um, and that's one thing I have something to focus on. So when I am like that, it, help, it helps having a baby. Um, I, I, I'm not going to touch into mental health issues. Because that's going to be an entirely different episode in its own. And I think it might be something. I might talk about it in the next one, actually. I've never really been open and honest about it. Um, and that's a big thing for me to be open and honest about it. To even just mention it then is quite a big thing. So it might talk about it on the next one um i think i've bored you to death enough now um so a real big thank you to for you all listening um thank you thanks thanks for listening um i hope you've all enjoyed it as much as i as i have and i do um if you do want to share it between your friends family anyone that listen please do i really appreciate it also congratulations to my competition winning jenna stevenson who won a 20 pound body shop goodie bag um I hope you enjoy it there will be more competitions soon I didn't have many men enter it so fathers I'll do something for you because maybe you didn't want a body shop bag your masculinity or you didn't manage to annoy your missus this weekend so okay um, I've no idea what the theme songs are I might not even do one this week but thank you so much for listening um, have a lovely week and I'll see you again next week maybe chuck in a bonus one at some point thank you Good night. Goodbye.